Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Edit audio. Hey, boo. Welcome back to the podcast Date with Daddy, hosted by me, Marissa. Or you can call me Daddy if you're feeling nasty. This is a podcast where I get to know you. We talk about dating. We talk about love. We talk about relationships. What do you think? Are you ready to open up for me, babe? Let's do it. I am so sorry I'm late, babe. This is not usually like me, I swear. I just got so caught up with like social media things, whatever. Um, you look amazing as usual. How was your week? I'm so happy to see you again. Were you waiting long? Oh, I am so, so sorry, babe. Like, you know, well, I'm really happy to be here with you right now, and I was a little bit nervous if um, you'd show up because I really, really enjoyed our date, and I, like, all week I've just been thinking about you and wondering if I can get some more time to get to know you. You are just so... Such a beautiful person, um, but yeah, uh, can I get you a drink? I, I really feel bad that I am late. I'm so Capricorn. I, this is, when I tell you this is not like me, I kid you not, it is really not like me. <laughs> yeah? Okay. I'll get, uh, I'm probably gonna get a, another wine. I've had a stressful day, a really busy day. You know, I'm always trying to post to social media, promote my events, you know. <sighs> yeah, I'll get wine and I'll get you your usual. Okay. Yeah, so, um, I think I'll go with a cab saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one sounds really good. And I'll get, okay, yeah. Yeah, just put it on my tab, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, what have you been up to lately? Painting. Wow. 
an artist. That's really cool. I really like to paint as well. I, <laughs> in my bedroom, I have put up all of the paintings that I've made. And my favorite one that's on my wall is a papaya. Not only because I love the fruit. How do you, wait, before I even go further, how do you feel about papaya? Because apparently a lot of people don't like papayas. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I personally really enjoy papayas. I think they are so sweet and delicate and um, the seeds. I read online that you can actually eat the seeds or you can dry them and use it as black pepper. Search it up. I am, I swear, I kid you not, this is a real thing that people do, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, oh, I was <laughs> where I was going with this. Um, papayas. Yeah, I have a painting of a papaya that I have made very phallic. Is phallic the right word? It's phallic only when it relates to um, penises. I don't know. But um, it intentionally, intent, oh, I am just not good with my words today. Basically, it looks like a vulva. Yeah. <laughs> kind of intense sometimes. I blame my Aries moon. But I felt so inspired by fruit <laughs> that day that I created a papaya that looks like a vulva. I think it was at the beginning of or the early part of the pandemic that I made this and yeah <laughs> it's my most proud um piece of art in my room it has a beautiful purple and gold background the seeds and the way that the um the opening of the papaya is shaped it is very very um vulva-y ooh um new word <laughs> But <laughs> that is, where was I going with this? Wow, I guess I'm just a little, a little anxious to be on the second date with you. Um, the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking about this vulva painting and talk about your vulva. No, uh, not your vulva. Um, yeah, uh, do you want to <laughs> hear another one of those questions that I've got? Those cards, that deck of cards. Yes, the deck of cards that I have in my pocket all the time when I'm on dates because sometimes I'm a bit anxious and need some help or some prompts for questions and icebreakers. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> so... I think this is a good one. It says, how do you define dating? <laughs> this is an interesting one. I asked my Instagram this recently. If you go on dates with someone, does that mean you're dating? 
and majority of people I want to say maybe like not between two and nine percent of people said no but a lot of people said yes and this has always been a very confusing thing to me personally because I kind of just go with the flow and if we are going on dates consistently we've passed the two month mark I say two month mark because I feel like the first month is once again character development um but the first month to me always feels like you're really testing the waters it's after the first month that you start to see the real person because I personally feel like if people are pretending to be something that they aren't, hypothetically. It's really hard to be an actor straight for two months, you know what I mean? So after you get to that one, past that one month stage, two months are going on and you're going on consistent dates, it's very clear that you both are interested in something, um, whether that be something casual, No, well, if it's something casual, then you know for sure that's not really dating. But um, if it's something romantic and you're able to like talk to your friends about this partnership that you've got and you're really excited about it, and it's a mutual thing, I think it's important to know that it's a mutual thing. Then I would say that is what you would call dating because you are actually trying to get to know a person because you could see yourself with them long term. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I just like started blushing because I'm just thinking like, mm, that's what I define it as. But like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But I guess it's too soon. This is only a second date. We'll will grow and we will see and we will learn and figure it all out so yeah that's a really good question how do you define dating can I get another question out of you I'm really trying to get to know you (laughs) this is a really good one has sex ever been a deal breaker in your past relationships explain oh thanks awesome our drinks are here i'll ask that question again but cheers (laughs) i love wine but yep Um, yeah, has sex ever been a deal breaker in your past relationships? Explain. Oh, (laughs) has sex ever been a deal breaker in your past relationships? Yes. Um, my first very serious girlfriend, oh, Yeah, we had very different sex drives. I personally have a really high sex drive. Um, And I've never had an issue 
with partners in the past, so I never thought of it being a thing where there's people that exist on the universe who don't have high sex drives because of multiple situations and multiple things and some of those things just being like medication that people are on and i was in this relationship with this very sweet very kind and nurturing woman she was so so great but she had a low sex drive and at that point in my life, I would bounce between thinking that it had something to do with me personally, though it's not. It definitely had nothing to do with me. But I was so used to being in relationships where sex was just, you know, like the thing, like, yeah, we would do it. And to be honest, a lot of my relationships did revolve around having sex. So being in a relationship with this woman who didn't have a sex drive that was at the same point, not even at the same point, like the same as mine, it did a lot to me mentally because I made it do a lot to me mentally. I started to think that, okay, maybe she just doesn't really like me. She's not that sexually attracted to me. Like, what am I doing wrong? Do I need to lose weight? Like, I had so many things that I started to think that mentally, like, I'm not okay. Um, I need to work on these things. But she was very open and honest about the fact that it's just not for her. She just doesn't enjoy sex in the way that I enjoy sex or prioritize sex in the way that I prioritize prioritize sex. And take that and also being newly out as a lesbian to to community and starting to develop a social presence, it was very tricky because there was so much out there you know there were so many people that i was ready to know you know give them the uh spider-man finger combo you know like i wanted all of it um but we tried different things i would we're gonna go deep now I would try like just, you know, while in her company, we talked about it and I was just down to try and masturbate if things were too intense for me and she didn't have the energy to do the thing, you know, and that was difficult for me. So I brought up the idea of trying non-monogamy. Like I was always, this is probably like three or four years ago. And non-monogamy was something that was definitely on my mind for a while because my closest friends were non-monogamous. My closest queer friends were non-monogamous. Specifically non-hierarchical monogamy. Non-monogamy, ooh, words. So I remember talking to them about this a lot and being like, hey, like, how do you even navigate 
um, being with someone who fulfills your other needs, but like your emotional needs, but the sexual part just isn't where I'm personally at. So after doing a lot of research, I came to her and <laughs> came. <laughs> I came to her with the idea or proposition of trying non-monogamy, letting me be sexually non-monogamous to fulfill that need and still be with her. This relationship was only about like a couple months in, so understandably she was not into it. Not into the idea at all. Mm, it was very difficult for me. But the really as the relationship continued, it became a thing where I was building resentment and that wasn't healthy in the relationship because I had my needs, she was fine, but I still had my needs. And we talked and it was a really difficult conversation, but I had to end things because in addition to that, there was other things that I won't go into details about, of course, but it just wasn't going to work out. We were definitely on different paths and we ended things. And then I ended up, um, <laughs> ended up dating someone else who was non-monogamous and was very open to sexual non-monogamy. And that was wonderful, amazing for me. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. At this point in life, I don't know where I stand with non-monogamy. I feel like it's very exciting to have that freedom and openness to explore and be with other people while still in a, a committed relationship with someone. So that's still something I'm trying to understand and navigate, but this was a very long answer to has sex ever been a deal breaker in your past relationships? Yes. Yes, it has. Unfortunately, it has. I wish it wasn't the case, but it has happened. Um, should we do another question? Yeah? Okay. Hmm. I love these icebreaker questions. I feel they are so fitting. So, the question is, I know I really like someone when... 
So I know I really like someone when I can't get them off of my mind. I go throughout my day and have flashbacks with just cute things that we've done together. Um, I daydream about the person. I start to make future plans with them. I get so into my head about these things. I am 100% a Pisces rising. Like that (laughs) placement in my chart is just so, so annoying. I feel like I don't have, I eh, I was going to say, I feel like I don't have that much water in my chart to be this way, but a lot of people have said that like I give off very cancer vibes or Pisces vibes and it's because my rising is Pisces and my Mars is in cancer. I love love and I love taking care of people, very servicey, very much like for the peoples and feeling all the feelings. Um I just don't communicate them well. <laughs> so that's the thing with me, but um where was I going with this? Yeah, I know I really like someone when I just can't get you out of my head for your love is uh I don't I'm never good at lyrics so hopefully that Kylie Minogue tribute um reached you <laughs> but yeah just not being able to get this person off my mind feeling really distracted daily making all these mental future plans with them like seeing us on a beach together laughing while we are amongst friends you texting me something dirty while I'm around my family and me blushing like thinking that far ahead that that's the shit that uh shows me I really like you maybe even like oh also when my twitter goes private I'm definitely feeling someone. <laughs> Cause that's like my besides my journal, and that is the place that I let it all out when I really start talking about my crush explicitly. Uh that's why I'm usually private on Instagram. So if you um wanna follow me, you can't. Unfortunately, because I'm probably talking about you. Um yeah I <laughs> I had to pause for a second to catch my breath because I I think sometimes I give very intense eye contact when I'm really interested in someone too and I'm just like intensely looking at you not in a creepy way I swear just in admiration like I'm just really happy to be here with you right now, spending this time and you making time for me and that really means a lot to me. I know the days are busy, they're long days but they're busy ones and you made some time to spend with me and I I really appreciate that. I also can't get over how fucking beautiful you look. Can I, can I read, can I read you this poem that I 
I kind of glanced over this past week and it made me think of you. It's from this book called Speaking Whispers by Kathleen E. Morris. It's African-American lesbian erotica and yeah, I just, yeah, you've been on my mind a lot lately and I feel like I need to share this a little bit about this story to you. This one is called Spring. It took me 40 minutes to climb to the lookout point. I am sitting on the stone ledge, looking out over the land, struggling to regain my breath. Was the trail so steep before? I feel silly being here. It's been so long since. I'd hoped, but didn't really expect you to be, to, to have remembered. The land is unchanged after all these years, but I'm older, not as quick or resilient as I was that April when we met. The ground today is covered with patches of snow, a heavy sweater over my flannel shirts. Also, thermal gloves. I don't remember it being so cold, do you? Still, the air is bracing. I feel alive. I can smell the earth and new life on the icy breeze. That was your scent. Fresh and natural. It's been 10 years. Today is our anniversary. For one brief but beautiful season, we loved and then I lost you. Life's a cruel joke. You said you'd come back. Do you even remember me? So much of life that Jamie had missed after Anne, her partner of 15 years, had died three years ago. Jamie had believed she could never fall in love again, would never make the kind of commitment or have the level of trust that she and Anne had shared. So Jamie had packed her heart away, pouring all of her energies into a restaurant. Though she dated occasionally and attended parties from time to time, no one had been able to penetrate the walls of her lonely prison. And then she met Tanya at a cocktail party. Beautiful, talented, brilliant Tanya. Tanya, who brought laughter back into her life. Tanya, who'd offered Jamie her youthful enthusiasm for life. Her loving attention and unconditional friendship. They spent time together. Walks, occasional friendship, unconditional. They spent time together. Walks in central parts, visits to museums and galleries, forays to music and alternative music events. They spent Sunday afternoons having such brunch in Upper West Side bistros were on the floor of Jamie's living room, sipping coffee and reading the comics. When Jamie looked back, even now, 
She could find no uncomfortable moments, no awkward lingering when they parted a company. They were both seemingly content with each other's companionship. It was snowing again. A plow made its noisy way down the street in a futile attempt to clear it. Jamie's breath clouded the windows and she drew a happy face in the mist before turning and leaving the bedroom. She headed for the kitchen to put the kettle on to boil. Jamie smiled as she sat at the table. Her friends had questioned her endlessly about her new woman in her life. Jamie had brushed their sly comments and questions away with an impatient wave of her hand. Don't be ridiculous, we're just friends. She's way too young for me. So when had it changed? Jamie turned the fire off and poured water into her mug. She took her steaming cup back to the table and sipped cautiously. Tanya's trip most must have been the turning point. She'd been attending conferences for a week and when she returned, Jamie had picked her up at the airport, inviting her over for a welcome home dinner. Jamie prepared some of Tanya's favorites Mahamachi, baked with shallots and lemon, served on a bed of couscous and surrounded by slender stems of tender asparagus. When the meal was done, Tanya suggested they have dessert and coffee in the den. Sitting on the floor, their backs against the sofa, a fire warming their toes, they enjoyed Jamie's freshly prepared tropical fruit salad, topped with a mango yogurt dressing. Brandy-laced espressos. It was a magical evening. They laughed and joked. Tanya fed morsels of plump, juicy fruit to Jamie, and Jamie massaged her feet. And then it happened. Tanya leaned forward, whispering something and giggling at her silliness. Her face was just inches from Jamie's. Her lips moist and full. Jamie could not resist the urge to kiss that sweet mouth and Tanya responded returning the kiss passionately. Tanya's hands held Jamie's face and Jamie felt herself melting into Tanya she caught herself, pushing roughly away from Tanya and standing unsteady. Oh. That is a spicy one. I don't want to get too carried away. Um, I just realized I just read so much to you and it's getting really late. Uh, once again, I had a really great, wonderful night with you. I wonder, we've been hanging out in bars. What if I take you for dinner? Is that of interest to you? What do you like to eat? <laughs> I like to eat 
Uh, um, yeah, I like to eat Italian food. <laughs> My mind just went somewhere else for a second, but we are back. We are back. And yeah, Italian food would be so good. Or even I know some really good Mexican spots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can get all the good stuff on me. Let me take you out. Just text me late. I'm going to call you an Uber, first of all. And text me that you get home safe. And in the morning, we can plan for maybe like Tuesday or Thursday to go for dinner. My favorite spot. Yeah. That sounds really good. I'm glad you're down. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, okay, I'm gonna let you go. Let me get this Uber. And we'll see you Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, you mm, you look so good and you are so beautiful. Uh yeah, you let me know and I'll see you really soon. Alright. You sleep so tight. That sounds weird. Uh you sleep yeah, sleep sleep tonight um okay <laughs> bye love Whoa, wow babe that was a very hot date thank you so much for listening to episode two of the podcast i would love to hear what you think leave me a voicemail on instagram just send me a voice note and your voice could be on my next podcast episode we love to hear it Hey, Danny. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let those spidey fingers slip by, eh? Okay? We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. When it comes to kinks, when do you think is a good time to talk about them timeline-wise? Or maybe you find that you don't need to really talk about them. You don't need to bring them up. So you just take it straight to the bedroom and it ends up being a surprise party for two, right? Right? Maybe? Let me know what you think. Date with Daddy written by me, Marissa Grant. Find me on Instagram at Marissa Daddy. Poetry I read for this episode is from Sultry, a lip-biting, heart-racing collection of poetry and prowse that tease by R.A. Bentink. This show was proudly produced by Edit Audio.